Xbox TV review of season one of Invincible. I am decked out in my brightest color, just like Mark Grayson in the show. Gotta represent the superhero community. Uh, I'm Alex, and I'm joined by Lou. Hello, I'm decked out in black because it is the color of my soul. Stole my line. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Also decked out in black. Just because I'm not creepy. But I am, I am wearing a bit of color, so there you go. I have some green and brown going, so my soul is not that dark. So I'm so, too so colorful, so I do no color in my clothes. How's that? Who's <laughs> being a little neutral here? Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so we're here talking about Amazon Prime's uh, Invincible. Uh, there will be spoilers uh, for all, like the entire season, uh, especially because of the uh, huge cliffhanger uh, that, that it left off at. And uh, let's get started with initial thoughts. Uh, you guys, what did you uh, think of the first season? I can go first. Um, oh my God, it is, pardon my French, amazing. Um, I came into this, knowing of invincible like i know that it exists I, i've seen the comic book and that's 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 all i know about it i've seen a couple of trailers i'm like all right seems like they're gonna do a you know this looks like a justice league that looks like a superman character he seems like a peter Parker character but then after seeing uh the first episode whew, nothing like that and First episode came and I was hooked right away. Amazing. I love the show. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I knew nothing about the show. I had not paid attention at all. And the only reason I watched it is because you guys were talking about it. I was like, well, if everyone's talking about it, I don't want to be the only one who has no idea what's happening. Uh, so like Lou said, the first episode, I watched it. Then I watched every other episode all in one day. Uh, this was all last week. <laughs> and then obviously the finale uh, yesterday. So it's, it's it's so good it's a breath of fresh air in my opinion I feel like the way I describe it to my friends is like the boys meets Rick and Morty which I don't think is the most accurate description but that's all I've come up with so far <laughs> so uh, I do remember in the 2000s when like it first started around the same time as uh, The Walking Dead and uh, both comics have the same writer Robert Kirkman and uh, both of them vastly different but kind of similar in that they're like deconstructions of a genre uh, more so uh, invincible because of what it does. And uh, I, I remember really enjoying uh, reading it month after month. It, it was like the exact same uh, reaction I, I see from you guys. That's what I had. And I, like, I'm still having it. I'm just reliving it in live action. And um, shock after shock and, and, and just a, a great story uh, all throughout. And I look forward to more seasons of this uh, to see you know, how far it goes, if it matches, uh, continues to match the, the quality of the comics. Uh, and uh, speaking of the show, uh, tell me, what did you like about it? Man, what's, what's not, not to like? The characters are well-written. The voice acting is amazing. The action, good. The gory is there. I mean, yeah, I, I'll kind of just bounce off you guys right now because my brain is, there's so much to like that I, I can't pinpoint one thing. So passing the ball on, this is the reverse of our <laughs> usual thing. I'll just kind of riff on you guys because, yeah. I, number one for me is the gore. Though, I mean, of course it's, it's the gore. Of course 
what I was like, are we surprised that anyone who's watched our content long enough goes, oh, there's Gorbachev probably enjoys it. Like, let's be real. But That's the twice thing in I, a row. <laughs> Two times literally. In a row. <laughs> if you want me to like it, just make it gory and you got my vote. No, for this thing in particular, I feel like the reason, like, obviously gore entertains me. Like, whatever. I'm like that. In this genre and this setting, it is alarming. That first, like, um, the first episode where we get hit with a lot of gore, a lot of really, 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 really violent deaths, like, not right off the bat, but right at the end of the episode, it completely changes the tone of the show. Because up to that point, it feels like Teen Titans yeah. and yeah. Justice League, and it's very familiar. It's a superhero genre. It's cool. I, I still enjoy it. And then you get hit with that gore, and you're like, okay, this is a league of its own it's different in that sense it has this is why I kind of relate it to the boys because it is not afraid to show you the damage and to show you the actual outcome even the heroes are bleeding and busted up and broken and I adore that because it feels like the stakes are really real and that to me like makes a really good show if I care and there's stakes even when they're superheroes just gonna add a little bit to that before we go to Alex uh, with the just the general look of the the show and and the gore in particular is that it's very contrasted to the the animation which is bright. It's it's very bright, and then all of a sudden all this kind of uh, violence and gore is happening, which is kind of like in your brain it's just like is this supposed to happen? Like it's almost like a secret that you're like all right. <laughs> Let's just keep watching. But uh, yeah, uh, that's one of the other things I really love about this. Yep, uh, Michelle touched on the voice acting. Just phenomenal cast. Even Yeon, uh, Sandra Oh, uh, J.K. Simmons, um, Zazie uh, Beats. Yeah. Uh, I think her name is, yeah. Uh, just like, and uh, Walter Goggins, who's like one of my favorite actors ever. He's, he's awesome in this as Cecil. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing voice acting. And, and the other thing, like, like if I were to think about what it, like what mishmash of shows it could be, it, it's like, to me, it's like the boys, but with like Dragon Ball Z because of the action. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I would actually add like a DC animated show because it creates this, um, this like huge backstory that it feels like, you're just dropping into this uh, superhero world uh, where the characters already exist They're in the middle of their, their life. Like it, it, it's like if you went to a comic shop and you saw a new Marvel character, like a brand new comic issue one, you picked it up and you see how they interact with the rest of the Marvel universe. This is like what Invincible is. Like whatever universe this is in, you're, you're plopped down there. You're introduced to everything uh, like in the middle of like their, you know, the, like they've been through their golden age, silver age and now uh, part of the uh, the modern age, and uh, I, I feel that it's so lush. It, it, it there's a lot to it. I think I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention just how robust every character feels, because in a lot of superhero content, I feel like the heroes are really fleshed out, and then the non-powered humans, unless they're like the romantic partner, don't get fleshed out. And I really like that that's not necessarily the case. Like, it feels like every character is a full grown character with their own motivations and their own thought process. I'd say like particular mention would be to um, Amber. Of course, like she is a love interest, but then she exists outside of that as well. Like she's already a character in her first scene before she's really introduced as a love interest. 
And then also as um, his friend Will, also his own character with his own motivations. And I love the way those two characters and then also Invincible and Adam Eve come together in the end where it feels like for full characters, it's not a superhero and his sidekicks. Yeah. Um, another thing that I also really like are some, some little details that for other people probably kind of just whatever. But to me, it was like, I, I really like that that was added in. Um, there was in the second episode, I think they went to uh, to uh, to the date at whatever. Was it second or third episode? I can't remember that they went. Uh, she went on a date with Amber. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, you want to try this dessert? It's hollow, hollow. It's from the Philippines. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden there's a <laughs> oh, gift. Yeah. Oh, I got to give you that. That's special. That's called a bowl. Uh, it's it, it's also from the Philippines. I'm like, oh shit, what's going on here? <laughs> just little <laughs> things like that that just kind of make me smile. Also the fact that uh, uh, Invincible is half Asian and it's kind of cool to see a Asian superhero that is not a ninja or mm. <laughs> just a... Uh, regular person who has martial arts skills so to me that was that, that was special to me yeah uh and, and another one thing i like i guess it's sort of piggybacking off uh my previous thing was, was like the the world building uh the fact that there's so much potential like in the last episode we saw a montage of forgotten characters not really forgotten of the, like the uh the, the starro uh, aliens that are like latching onto people's faces taking them over like that's happening on mars um, I, I, I forgot Marshad Ali's, his, his character who, who, who took over. Titan, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, like, like you, you, you see, like, they'll all be back. Plus, like, even the character they didn't show, uh, Battle Beast, like, he came in, wrecked shit, and left. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, listen, guys, I read the comics. There's big stuff in store with, with that guy, FYI. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, even the last episode had cameos of the Viltrumites. You guys don't know, but you're gonna be ripping out your hairs when they, when like some of those characters come back, cause it's nuts. Like, like I'm, wow, I can't, I can't spoil. I won't spoil unless you, you plan to read it. But I'm, I'm actually, I started reading it, so I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm just a couple of issues in, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully into yeah. it now. <laughs> Special mention to Omni Man, J.K. Simmons. Like that, that's a great character. It's, it's yeah. not. Like just a one-dimensional character where he's uh, he's just pretending to be a bad guy. He has so many layers to him. Even the final fight where he just oh my god, just yeah, yeah, devastates uh, Stephen Ewan or sorry, uh, Mark. Mm-hmm. There's that little glimmer of hope that also like maybe he does kind of feel for his son or maybe no. So it's it's a very layered character and I and I love it a lot. Uh, Omni Man. Special mention to the title card. That's my favorite part. Honestly, (laughs) the way they work it in in every sentence to lead up to saying the word invincible and then the blood splatter on each, like the accumulating blood splatter. So by the time you're in the finale, it's just red and it really goes with like the tone because things are getting bloodier and more dangerous. Like you're feeling that and the title card is just so perfect for that. And I just, every time they do the title card, I'm like, yes, this is great. I love it. Uh, you're still going <laughs> i got more yeah <laughs> so much. oh yeah no no go, go ahead go ahead <laughs> so another thing again i was talking about little details and sometimes the little details of the animation is so great and like you have to be kind of just paying attention or even if you're re-watching it then you can like oh yeah that's right uh like scenes where 
what's the what's the Hellboy character's name? Dark Blood. Damian, 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 yeah, yeah. Dark Blood. Yeah. Damien like, Dark Blood. Before like he, I think it's Damien. Before he comes yeah. in, there's usually like like a the, the air gets colder. You see the mm-hmm. person's yes. breath kind of. I mean, it's another thing where you just you could just like make him pop out out of nowhere, right? It was like, but this adds to the the suspense of him coming. He's like, you know, something's coming. Uh, and another thing is the little uh, little details when they when they fight, like you really see that they're they're damaged. And uh, one one particular scene was in the very end, like when Mark was just almost dying, when just he, when he takes a breath, just little splatter of blood comes out. Yeah, and like little details, right? That it make me just like, okay, this the show is really doing its job. It's amazing. All right, let's move on to the uh, things that we didn't like. Uh, like anything, there's always stuff to criticize. Uh, how about uh, you guys? What'd you think? I feel hard pressed, honestly, to find something really big. But my little gripe is I don't actually love when there is an animated character that shows up for one episode and they're a very, very recognizable voice actor. That okay. that bothers me. <laughs> um, so there were two that really kind of, I don't know, kind of took me out of it because I'm like, oh, it's not this character showing up. It's this actor showing up. So that was Seth Rogen yeah. as Alan the Alien because he's just his own voice. He's not, yeah. um, don't, I don't lose him in the character like I did for every other person. Yeah. And then Justin Roiland in that one episode, that one scene, bro, get Rick out of here. You're doing your Rick voice. Stop. <laughs> I just, I wish either they'd been recast or they actually adjusted their voices to not be so noticeable because it just especially that final scene with like alan the alien seth rogan it that's a good scene and the whole time i'm like seth rogan get your life together i just couldn't (laughs) it just it took me out of it a little bit and i was really disappointed because i was so so engaged up to that scene because that final episode is just spectacular and then he shows up and I'm like, oh, you again. <laughs> Even though it's a great character, the voice just isn't there for me. Um, adding to the the, the voice acting, uh, what's his name? Rex Blode. I mean, if if you watch mm-hmm. uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's all I could think about is his character yeah. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed his character. I mean, I didn't hate him, but it's still that's all i can think about is pimento that's all I think about talking. See, i've <laughs> seen brooklyn 99 and i i i didn't have that issue surprisingly oh yeah but all yeah could, so i'm glad but all i could think about was pimento jason mantukas is his name yeah i like the the voice is recognizable enough because i watch shows like uh, the league and uh he was also in parks and rec god knows what else like what other movies he's been in like i've seen him a bunch of times but but like he was a recognizable one. He's like, oh yeah. The delivery is the okay. same way too. The way he talks is the yeah. same way in, in all of his characters. That's right. That's right. He, he, <laughs> there, there, there's no getting around uh, the fact that. But but I guess that's part of the um, uh, like it's a double edged sword. You're gonna get these big names, but you're also gonna recognize yeah, the that's voices. True, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for John Hamm. John Hamm apparently was one of the security guards in the very first scene. What? If you remember, yeah, he he was uh, he, one of one... the two guys, like t- the guy talking about his son, and then the other guy. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow, I, I, I yeah. think he was the father. Yeah. Oh Pretty wow. Sure father. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> there you go. He did such a tremendous job, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's... 
Yeah. But see, then, then there's then there's J.K. Simmons who you recognize right away. But after like yes. the first few seconds of being like, "Oh, J.K. Simmons," you, you just forget. You're Omni Man you yeah. after that. Yeah. Like the initial thought, "Oh, is it J.K. Simmons," and oh, it's Omni Man. So yeah. yeah. Even Sandra O oh, as Debbie Grayson, yeah. like anyone who's watched Grey's Anatomy knows her voice extremely well. I lost her in the role. I completely. She was spectacular. Mm-hmm. What else didn't we like? Just back to stuff we like. I, okay, <laughs> this no, like, no, this no, isn't no, bad, no, but this first is super good. <laughs> Look, there, there wasn't a lot that I, you know, disliked about this movie. If probably my last complaint is, I wish there was more uh, Damien Darkblood. Mm-hmm. Seems like they were leaning into something that he was going to uncover. Well eventually it, it came to light right what he was trying to uncover but i wish there was more of him uh his character but i don't know alex you've read this does he show up again in like more uh issues or we've seen a lot you like, know I, like what? Character. I i don't remember much from him in the comic series but but it did seem like he's meant to return but uh in the comics we just sent the hell and <laughs> I don't even remember if he was in the comic. Uh, to be honest, Lou, you're rereading it. Was he there? I, uh... I'm I'm into like the second issue, maybe. If you're going my issue by issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Probably hasn't popped up yet. No, but like he, he doesn't uh, ring a bell. There's a, pretty much all the other characters do ring a bell, and uh, and their fate. Yeah, but, but I, this is yeah. I, I like his character. It's kind of like a. It, obviously a Hellboy-ish, but it's got a bit of a Constantine yeah. vibe too, so. Detective I, Hellboy. I like yeah. those yeah. Like those characters, so yeah, I wish there was more of them. <laughs> One thing I didn't love, and I know, like, you're not supposed to like this, it's just something that, like, stood out to me. I was like, ooh, it's like the weird relationship between robot and monster girl, and, like, <laughs> other characters comment on how awkward and weird it is, like, his whole, I'm gonna clone Rex's body to make myself a younger body so I can be a younger guy to get with you that's Weird. a lot yeah. that was a lot um it's obviously a really interesting plot point but i just like i hate that like robot makes me uncomfortable zachary quinto <laughs> spectacular as robot yeah. though but yeah. that's an uncomfortable plot point i just thought it was really weird and i love that the other characters in particular were like dude that's weird that's really weird <laughs> and i'm glad they commented on that yeah i think that i, I think that's the purpose behind them yeah, or be a bit behind what robot is doing because it's like, wait, why are you doing this? Why, why are you inhabiting this uh, this little boy's body instead of aging it up to a proper age? You know, robot. Yeah, uh, creepy. And using Rex yeah. too because yeah, because uh... Monster Girl looked at Rex one time. Yeah. <laughs> so robot's like, oh, you like this human form? Let me take it. I got you. But make it younger because <laughs> that's not weird at all. So. That was just oh, it was entertaining to me, but also uncomfortable. So I didn't love it. So uh, with a huge cast of characters and a feeling of like no one is truly safe, uh, who's your favorite character right now in this first season? Man, that's hard. <laughs> I actually I, I know. know my answer immediately. Like I have an immediate, immediate answer, which is I think I don't know if you guys would guess this as my favorite character because I feel so. like it's outside. No, it's not Cecil. It's the Mahler twins. Ooh. The cloning dudes. I love them. They they're, are, they're not what I expected. Because when they're presented in the first episode, they're very like 
I don't know, typical baddie. But then by the time they have their whole interaction with robot and we see how smart they are and like the whole like existential crisis of cloning and the way they work through it. <laughs> I adore that. I just think that's such yeah. a cool character like storyline. Like when the one uh, clone killed the other clone, he's like, were you the original? Nobody will know. And I just, I love them so much. So I was really excited in the finale where we kind of see them like back in the gel cell where they just escaped from. So we know they're going to be up to no good again. And I'm really excited because I just, I just thought they were so creative. There's something about them that just like really worked for me. I think they're spectacular. The voice acting on them, so good. Yeah. Everyone's voice acting, but them, like I like the voice. It works. It's not the voice I would expect for like those characters. So that also stands out for me as well. Yeah, smaller twins. Uh, for me, I guess it's a tie between Omni-Man and Cecil. Like, and it's just a simple fact that I want to know like uh, the things that happened between them in the past. It seems like they have a relationship, and they could have been like I don't know, maybe good friends or something. I haven't read through that part yet, but there there's something between them, which is you know, which comes out even with like just the voice acting and the animation to know that there's something deeper between the two of them. So I, I'm really interested and Cecil just a badass too so there you go yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna give it uh, another point uh, two people for Cecil Cecil is uh, is, is also like uh, my favorite character he's just like the Nick Fury that's like the the mastermind behind everything he, he knows all the players he knows like, like he's in control of the battle board and uh, yeah, it's just cool to see him just pull these uh, tricks out of his sleeve, but still remain a seemingly honest and good person. Like he was, he was helping uh, Debbie uh, and Mark yeah. at the end of the episode, you, you, you know, with, with their home, their mother, financial situation and everything. So there, there is some good in him, surprisingly, because like I, like I was watching it. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot from the comics. But like I, I always remember not trusting Cecil because because Cecil's just like he's got his hands into too many you know pockets. Uh, j- j- just like the the one guy, like look, look what he's doing. That's really shady. The 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 one dude who had his jaw broken uh, by Mark because he was reanimating uh, dead students. I forgot okay. his name. Yeah, yeah, but but like he basically just pulled him out of jail where he belongs and have him you know working from. It's like uh, that's a little. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know whether you should be doing that. Yeah, he's gonna like unleash the kraken. Yeah, unleash the like kaiju guy on on yeah. Omni Man. Like, so you're just keeping that in the fridge just for funsies, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like he's always so. two steps ahead of what you think is gonna happen. So he's ready for like any situation, whether it's something that you know is potentially bad for somebody else he, he'll do it for the good of whatever his belief is yeah and i don't know how he was dodging omni-man in uh in the second last episode he was just like teleporting around <laughs> like, Ooh, are you that fast <laughs> and uh i'd also like to give special shout out to uh rexplode for always making me laugh because such an idiot i i, I thought I, I thought Michelle was gonna hate him, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, we him. haven't gotten to least favorite character yet. Oh, so oh, oh right. Too late. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to least favorite character. Uh, Michelle, you want to start it off? I mean, 
he's not my least favorite. Okay, I, okay. I hate like I hate him, and you're yeah. supposed to hate him. Like I, yeah. and I've gotten over that like dislike of him, and like this this is kind of a weird one, but I really don't like Monster Girl. I really I don't like her. There's some like even though I said, oh, I, I think a lot of the characters are really fleshed out and this and that, I feel like she isn't. Or if she is, it's not enough for me because I just don't understand her powers and the way they work. Because at first it was like when she's the monster, it makes her de-age more, but then she turns into the monster for like an inconvenience. So there's no like holding back there. So she has this whole like chip on her shoulder of like, oh, I'm getting younger every time I turn into the monster, but I'm going to join this fighting team so I can turn into the monster all the time until I, like, de-age into a baby? What's going to happen? Like, are we going to see her turn into a literal baby and then is Robot Rudy going to have to, like, de-age himself to be a baby? Monster Girl doesn't work for me. I don't like her. I don't think she's nearly as cool or as strong as everybody else. I I just, I'm, I'm not a fan. It's just like this Jekyll Hyde Hulk situation, and I think I think it could have been more creative. And I know it's like obviously part of the comics, but I think she was one of the least creative in terms of powers, in in my mind at least. Uh, For me, not that there's a character that I just don't like. It's, I guess, the character that I least, I like the least, the most, or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, It's Adam Eve. Not a big fan of Adam Eve. It, It seems like her purpose there is to be the uh, the the kind of putting her in between uh, uh, Amber, Mark and Amber, yeah, Mark and Amber. Yeah. She's like, supposed to be like the other woman. The other, mm-hmm. and you feel like even though she is a hero, that like her other purpose is to eventually kind of get with uh, Mark. They're gonna develop some feelings. This is me like thinking of the future but that's how I see her right now there's nothing in her character that like she can be just on her own and just like really cool she seemed like she was there for that purpose and I don't mind it I just I'd be really disappointed if that was actually the direction it went because I like that it didn't go like I thought it was going to go that direction this season and I like that it didn't truly happen but it was so heavily alluded to that I'm just like, yeah, can't we let I mean. I a like superhero it's, it's just happen soon. be in a relationship and be happy? And like, that's it. Um, like Michelle said, it, it, it's hard to like, to, to di- dislike. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, it's got to be really something uh, to really make you dislike one of the characters. But uh, like, I've got no time for duplicate. But that's just like, because they really haven't spent much time on her. So it's like, well, maybe second season. I mean, she's uh, good and, for an orgy though. So oh, you gotta yeah. give her credit. <laughs> give her credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's a creative use of your powers, girl. Like you get yeah. you get your, you know, get it in, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Ideally not with someone's boyfriend, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the only other character, and it's unfortunate because like I really like him in the comics, or like at, at least like I, I know he, he his character will grow. Uh it's Alan the Alien. There's gonna be a mm-hmm. lot more to him, but but like it's not that like there was anything wrong with him. Uh, it was just like Michelle said earlier again, Seth Rogen. It was just really weird to to keep hearing his voice, even though he he's like the goofier, jo- jovial character. 
but ho hopefully in the future seasons, I, I can lose myself in his voice. But just that raspiness, it's like, oh, you're Seth Rogen. And like, there's no way around it. Damn you, Seth. <laughs> I actually like him. <laughs> you like him for some, for some dumb reason. Man. And I heard his voice. I'm like, yes, Seth Rogen. That's the only yeah. Just like it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't dislike Seth Rogen uh, in other movies, but it's just that, like, I dislike when I'm, I'm brought out of it, like, like, like when, when I'm like, oh yeah, that's a person that I know, J exactly like Justin Roiland is, is like, like Pimento oh, to I, me, <laughs> just yeah, 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 like, like, like I, I pause it and, and like you see the credits, like, oh, that's who that is, okay, like Mark Hamill is such a great voice actor. That yeah, way, he, he, he plays art and and, and the I'm dressmaker, like, right, or the the tailor. That's right, that's right. And, and 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 like I only found out after the fact. And I'm like, was it Mark Hamill in uh, on this show? And I'm just like, oh my god, that's who he is. Like, like you just you, you wouldn't know it was him. Well, I will say like this is just the thing I like, but about the voice actors, um, I'm pretty sure it's Monster Girl Craig Griffin who's Azula in Avatar, which is a notable voice. And I did not realize. I'm pretty sure that's the character she played. And then also Katara oh. Mae Whitman is a voice in this show. Also very prominent voice actress. I have no idea who she was. So good for them. Oh. <laughs> wouldn't have known. Get there that paycheck. There was a lot of people. Like, I'm just scrolling down like the IMDb. Yeah. And then there's Lauren Cohan was War Woman. Is like, yeah, Glenn's yeah. girlfriend. Like Ezra Miller was there. Lenny James. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, s s the uh the, the new captain from Star Trek, Senequa Martin Green, who's the Green Ghost. Oh wow, yeah. Jonathan Groff for any fans of Hamilton, he was in there too. <laughs> oh, but wasn't there? Lou, did you watch Family Matters when you were a kid? Yeah. Just like me, yeah. Carl, uh, Carl was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. He, he was the principal. And and isn't the school called something like uh, uh, Winslow something? Like, or, God, I forgot. There was something Winslow in the show. Don't, I don't remember, but that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, God. Big up to Carl Winslow. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about favorite scenes, guys. I, I'm clapping at the wrong time. Let us move on to our favorite scene. Uh, there's plenty to pick from, uh, but you guys, uh, go ahead, tell me. I, I guess I can start, and I guess this is my favorite scene in the entire series, is the beatdown that Omni-Man gave Invincible was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, It yeah. was just blow after blow. It is one of those things that if I still smoke. I would have gone outside and had a cigarette <laughs> after that beat down. It was just like, oh my god! And it's like, um, uh, Mark just not giving up, and you know, Omni Man telling him basically, yeah, you don't really matter. Uh, what was that line? I can't remember the line, but it's like, I'll I can wait another seventeen years to create another. Yeah, and make another know. one. Yeah. That was heavy, not just in the action and the beatdown, but like just the 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 gra the gravitas of the situation was it was heavy. That's by far my favorite my favorite scene entire series. I have two favorites, and they both are similar in why I like them. 
So the first one would be Mark's first real fight with that like alien invasion where he's trying to save that one woman. And just the weight of that when she passes, like, cause he, he runs through the house, he's covered in blood. It's so tragic. And he's like out of his mind trying to save her. Cause he's so in over his head in that moment. And then when he like goes to check on her and they're like, oh, she, she died. Oh my God, gut punch that like you, I really felt for his character because he was so devastated in that moment. And then you kind of take that feeling and you turn it up to a million in the finale subway scene. That oh destroyed me when Omni-Man's holding Invincible and just the gore, <laughs> but the, the weight of that gore, you see every single face as they like explode into blood on Invincible. And then him afterwards, just the look in his eyes, he is just so devastated by that. It was so heavy and just, it, it was nasty. And oh my God, I mean, I'm going to be thinking about that scene for a very, very long time. It was so powerful and sad. Just to add a little bit about that scene too is, I I don't know if it was before or after, but the building where he was was holding the building, holding the woman, the child was falling, the building eventually Mm -hmm. falls and it's just the arm. I was like, oh my God. They actually went there. Even just, they didn't show the the child dying, but obviously we knew that the child was dead, right? That was just Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you guys. That uh, the, the the final episode was just tremendous. Omni Man, like he knew Invincible was practically invincible, so like he just like the opening was just him emotionally battering Mark just by like using him to kill people, like like the 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 subway train thing. It was like he, it wasn't gonna hurt Mark. He knew it wasn't gonna hurt Mark. It was just making him witness that these people—they're like like paper mache people. They're 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 nothing. They're worthless, uh, and that's what he was trying to hammer home. And that emotional beatdown is followed up by the physical one when Omni Man actually like takes off the gloves and just destroys him. And then we have the flashback of of like I I guess the human emotion is seeping into the the, the Veltramite uh, alien. And uh, dear Lord, what a what a first season! I, I just capped off the first season, and and just like Mark's face looking like a like like hamburger meat. Just <laughs> oh my God! Like when you a grinder. Yeah. I also want to say the beatdown that Titan kind of orchestrated for all of them, because that was the first time I think at least in my memory of the season, we really saw every single hero fail besides the obvious like Omni-Man killing everybody one. But this is the first time when we're following this group, we're following Mark, he's trying to do the right thing and he fails so miserably. And I think it's yeah. Beastmaster, what's that guy's name? Who just Battle like, Battle Beast, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> something, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like that's a formidable character and just seeing like yeah. Monster Girl pretty much died. Black Phantom yeah. pretty much died uh mark pretty much died like everyone pretty yeah. much got he, murdered he beat the power that. back into him <laughs> oh yeah, my literally, god if black samson's power didn't show up he would have died like that's crazy everyone got just wrecked to to an extent i've never seen in anything because even in the fight with omni-man um and what are they called the who's the group not the justice league the, uh, guardians? the guardians the guardians yeah okay yeah. 
um, when it's Omni-Man versus the Guardians, we don't see like a beat down, we see murder. Yeah. And then in this case, we see a beat down, like we see them bludgeons, we see like, do you know what I mean? He doesn't just crush heads, he's like mushing you into paste on the ground. So it's like takes that gore and really just like goes so hard to the point where even me, someone who loves gore, I was like, this is too much. <laughs> please, like, please let somebody not die because that would be sad. Yeah, because the first but, one is like quick deaths, like straight to the point, like kill them. And then the other one was just like beat downs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does it verge on on like gore porn? Like, is, was there ever a point where like, okay, that, that, that's enough? Uh, like, like it's it's unnecessary. No, mm. not for me, no. I don't. Think so. I think they towed the line really. Like that would be the only scene in which I was like on the fence about it. But because it packed such an emotional punch, it didn't feel like gore porn or like gratuitous um, gore because it all did serve that purpose. I feel like it crosses the line into being like pornographic or whatever you want to call it. Mm. When it's just gore for gore's sake and there's no emotion, there's no attachment to it, it doesn't yeah. feed the story in any way. Where in this case, it did really feed the story and was very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, perfect explanation. Yeah. Um, who would you, who would you recommend this show to? Damn, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> really, I, I I guess I'll recommend it to everyone, but then just give the gore warning. Maybe I'm just like. This is really good if you can just get through the gore. There, there, it's it's gory for a cartoon show if you want to call it that. But it's mm -hmm. it's very heavy on the story, and it it's 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 worth it. I, yeah, if you like superhero content, but can also stomach gore, because I'm thinking of like, I don't know, like my younger cousin who I know loves superhero content. I don't know if I'd be like yeah you should watch Invincible like he's older now so maybe he's gonna get mad at me in the comments or something but for those types of viewers I wouldn't necessarily just blanket statement be like everyone who likes superhero stuff but if you want the darker side of superhero stuff so if you're familiar with the boys at all or things like that or even like Justice League Dark and that sort of stuff that plus gore is what this is so if you like that wait uh let me just rechange my answer to everybody but kids there you go <laughs> yes maybe <laughs> 16 up can probably handle this anything uh, anyone younger would be like you're a uh, fragile young one not for you guys but yeah <laughs> did you did you say 16 yeah 16 can handle this that seems Y'all young i could say like 19 <laughs> what dude protect the children <laughs> no I'm, I'm, i was watching this kind of so like the friday the 13th when i was like eight you know like my mom so was i but look at how yeah. we turned out though wow, where i'm like there's not true. enough gold <laughs> I mean, Ninja Scroll when I was 12, I... I... <laughs> Teletoon, I remember. Middle yeah. of the night. They're like, what? What? <laughs> yes, I remember. Oh, my God. If you watch, like, Teletoon at night, you can watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the final thoughts of the show uh, and, and a score. Give it a score. All right. Um, this show is one of the best shows, uh, of this year and kind of, uh, in a while, actually, it, 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 it does really pique my, my interest, all of them. 
Um, and I can't wait for what's going to happen, even though I'm going to cheat a little bit by reading the, uh, the graphic novels. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was an interview with Robert Kirkman saying that he did change a bunch of things for the sake of TV. So I'm also interested in seeing what that is by reading the graphic novel. Um, I'm going to give this 9.5. Yeah, I'm going to copy you. I was like <laughs> 9.5. It's, it's such a strong show. When I think of like animated shows in general, I, I have loved some animated shows. They usually aren't my go-to. Um, just because we know me, I like violence and gore, and I don't usually get that in animated shows. This gives me that, and it gives me just really, really, really strong character development, which I also adore. So 9.5. And I think, honestly, like the miss for me is that I wish either there was more to watch now or that the season was longer. It, I did watch it all in a binge, <laughs> in a binge setting, which is not how the show like came out. So maybe if I'd watched it the way it came out, like week by week, I would have enjoyed it more. It just felt like not enough because I was able to watch it all in a day. And I would have liked longer enjoyment, if that makes sense. Uh, so I, I guess all three of us, 9.5. Uh, it, it was just, just, just a smidge away from, uh, from the perfect score. And to me, it was uh, due to, due to, not due to, uh, due to, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it was because of, because of uh, something like uh, the, the introduction of uh, like these uh, these villains that will be longstanding, but then kind of push uh, to the wayside. Kind of like I can't stop thinking about the the aliens on Mars. Uh, like, did it one sneak on board, or did I just make? Yeah, yeah, so, they were clear about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's and and like another thing like Battle Beast just sort of disappears because well I, I understandably like there's no competition but at the same time wait there's omni-man over there yeah. uh you could have fought him uh, right there's just a little weird a few weird things like that but um i i think this is a show that's going to get better uh as uh as the seasons uh pass on and we've got two more confirmed seasons yay, yay. <laughs> so um uh that's it uh thank you for for watching uh please go out and watch a show leave a comment if you like the show if you didn't like the show like subscribe follow us on our social medias uh thanks for joining us once again i'm alex i've been joined by lou and michelle bye <laughs> and i'll uh, we'll see you on the next one <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.